engineered, driven, created. You're listening to the B Velocity podcast and this is episode 13. I'm Deborah and I'm Sophia, your guest host, and we are joined today with our wonderful guest, Katie Hand. Katie is a female motorcycle racer and she is a bundle of fun on wheels. Um, this There is going to be a lot of talking about bikes and racing. Charlotte did say there were a few female, female motorcycle racers and we are honoured to have another one on the podcast today. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you and how are things coming along for you this season? Um, thank you for having me. Um, I'm really good, thank you. And I'm really looking forward to this season because I'm going up to the British Superbike um, Championship briefly. I'm going to do a few rounds. So I'm very excited about that and the Thundersport Championship. So I'm excited to run in that as well because I was in it, in it last year, but only because it, it was half a season it didn't get. So yeah, I'm very excited about this. And could you tell us a little bit more about your current sponsors? So my main sponsor, MIH Solutions, is a strategic communication and PR agency. And they've they they sponsored me last year, but they've come on board as the main sponsor this year, and I'm really excited to work with them. Um, I also have a tire sponsor, HMT, and they've been with me through from the start because my dad used to help and work with him. Um, Small boy track bikes is also another one which does. Um, track bike hire with no limits um there's Penrite um racing and golf and there's a few others that haven't been announced yet which i'm looking Ooh. forward to <laughs> yeah Ooh. how how have you managed to get your sponsors obviously you've got some ones that are still with you but how have you found it particularly this year and last year how have you found getting sponsorship um well it's it's quite difficult because i've never been one to really go up to people and ask about it I've just me and dad have just like it's all come to us so I got my main my um title sponsor I was out in Spain and we was in the same garage so that's how we got talking and obviously I think my dad knows a lot of people so it's very helpful and they all want to help out so it's very it's very nice yeah it's very good that people are willing to help you and support you if for example, say if someone's listening to this episode now and they think, do you know what? I want to sponsor Katie. How how would they go around and doing that? Um, well, I have all my social media platforms. So there's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can email or whatever. 
I'm I'm happy with anything. Good. And are you mainly focusing on plans for this year or are you looking at next year as well? So what sort of opportunities have you got planned or are you still planning? Well, for this year, we're still planning right now, so can't really... But next year, I don't have a clue because by that time, I'll be of age to ride a 600, so which is very scary but exciting at the same time. So we'll just have to see what happens. But I don't know if it will be a 600. Probably not, but we'll have to see. Yeah. Well, not a problem. I will let Sophia take over this next bit. So, Katie, um, could you tell us about the championship you competed in this year? And as a young um, female racing driver, have you, you know, have you overcome any obstacles along the way as well? Um, so the um, the championship I'm competing in, Thunder Sport, this is this is the one that I mainly focus to because it's a very it's a very friendly community and it's it's good competitive racing because some of the ones from the higher championships do come down to race within. So you get, and it brings racing with the quicker ones, it brings you on a lot because some bikes might be slower, some are quicker. So it's a very mixed field, but it's very good. And obstacles over the years, it's just in being within the like male dominated sport as such it's you don't really notice a difference as I such but you do people like people look at you and say oh like you're you're a girl that's cool that you're doing it so I've not had anything negative whatsoever and but it's funny to see when the boys do get a bit mad when you beat them it's it's not it's just funny to see because they don't expect it but yeah I have heard there is like a lot of friendly banter in the paddock um obviously I'm going to do a shout out with their names. So Charlotte Macuso and Lizzie Whitmore. You know, they've said the banter between you and the lads is just, it's just brilliant and it's incredible and there's no malice in there whatsoever. And I think that needs to be more portrayed in other other areas. Um, but I think it's getting better. Oh no, it is certainly great because you do, they don't, the lads don't think like, oh yeah, she's a girl, like we can't include her because she's not one, one of us as such. But no, it is, there's nothing, I've not experienced anything about it. And I think people look at it because there is a few people that might, may have experienced it and people look and think they, they must get so much like hate for that. But it needs to be like portrayed more that you actually don't. So yeah. Um, We also did notice you competed in a, six hour endurance race last year how did that go and how much fun was it to actually be able to participate in that race so I got I saw the um Facebook group and my dad just put a post out saying if anybody wanted like a ride I'd be happy to do it so I got a team team normal to um they messaged me and I competed with them which was Mark Bainbridge and Chrissy Rouse which was a very nice surprise when I was obviously riding with a super like superstar rider and no we started we started off quite well and obviously riding one of them bikes it's a lot different to mine which it hurt my back a lot because the tuck on it is just so different and so long and so we start we started off quite well but it it was absolutely pouring it down all day which didn't help but it was quite steady to ride it obviously didn't go very fast and compared to my bike it's very minimalistic which is 
it's hard to get your head around but you've just got to deal with it and I think after two hours or such it was cut short due to um due to a bike due to the bike failure which was very upsetting because it was very fun to do but there's nothing we could do about it at the time so we have been watching your social media and you were at Silverstone um for the BSB testing um, could you just tell us a little bit more, a little more about that and what you exactly did um, during the testing as well, and how it went? Um, so it was, yeah, it was my first test with BSB, so that was very exciting, and it it was it was great to get out there with the um, with the talented riders and being out there with you. The, there's quite a few that like obviously because they're a lot faster, they will pass you, and you can like tag onto them and learn from them and watch what they're doing. So it's very helpful, and I also I also wore my new Danese Custom Air suit for the first time there, which I was which looked mint. So I was very excited about that. And yeah, overall, it was a good day. I I would have liked to have gone faster, but I think every time you go out, you would have liked to go faster. So yeah, it did look a lot of fun because I follow BSB myself, so obviously I was keeping a track on the times and then checking the weather and then I saw you and I thought oh this is going to be a great experience for you and it sounds like it was yeah it was amazing yeah for real and I'm I'm hopeful that more opportunities like that come along for you and many other girls um because we don't really hear about girls in BSB do we no not at all no and I think that's going to change at some point hopefully oh yes definitely because there's a lot there's a lot more coming in. There's a lot more girls coming into it. So hopefully it will. Yeah. Now, obviously, Sophia mentioned the six hour race and obviously bikes. Can you give us a rundown of the bike you're competing on and how different it was compared to the bike you was on when you done your six hour race? So obviously my bike is a Yamaha R3. So it's a hundred, um, 300cc and it's it's obviously a lot more newer compared to the I think it was a CBR one two five, so yeah it was a lot it was a lot different. Obviously with my bike it's in race shift, so gear one's up and the rest are down. But on that it was gear one down, yeah gear one down and the rest up. Yeah. And then obviously on my bike, I have a quick shift. So you can just come going down the straight and just change gear straight away without having to use a clutch or anything. But you was going on that, you was going down the straight and having to pull the clutch in to change gear smoothly. And it was it was just such a shock to ride, like like different to ride. But I suppose until you've got on to something like that, you don't appreciate how much is like put actually put into your bike. And I'm I'm so grateful for it because it wasn't the nicest to ride, but I still had a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. And I've, again, like I said, it's another learning curve for you because obviously yeah. your bikes are different. Um, where where did the the bug for bikes come from? And then you decided, do you know what? I like racing. <laughs> I'm going to get involved. Yeah. Um, so my dad's raced all of his life. He's done like the TT and everything. So he's racing the Alaman. So yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. So I've, I've been in the paddock, like in the racing paddock since I was, since I was born. So I've, I've grown up with it. So it's obviously, I think I got, I got, I got like a PW50 when I was really young. I think I only rode it like once and then it got sold. 
And then I got a CRF 100 and I rode it. I rode that once and I fell off it going up a hill and I never got back on it. And, but when I was younger, I used to be an Irish dancer instead. So obviously that was, that's a bit of a change because I've gone from dancing to bike racing, but I definitely wouldn't want to be dancing now. Like I found what I love and I just want to stick at it. And yeah, so my dad, had, that's where like it came from my dad, which, and then we went to a trials event once and I just, I came back and said, actually I do, I want to, I want to get back on it again. Yeah, that's how it started. Uh, it's so nice to hear everyone's like stories of how they got involved. Um, but the majority of our guests so far it's been within the family and for me that's the same I don't know if that's the same with you Sophia no not really (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah um, I think I'm the first in the family to actually get physically involved um, with marshalling as well um, and to actually pursue a career in motorsport instead of just watching it um, in front of the screen so um, I'm kind of leading the way um, in that sense as not only a motorsport fan but as a diverse motorsport fan as well so especially for my younger cousins or you know my family as well um, I'm setting a huge example that you know this is what we can do um, if we set our minds to it and we can pursue what we love no matter what uh, barriers uh, we may face as a young you know aspiring racer or um, a young diverse motorsport fan or marshal if you want to pursue pursue something I don't see why you can't overcome those obstacles um, it, just in general so I think it's amazing what you're doing as a young driver especially at, age, at your age as well so how, how old are you Katie? Um, so I'm 15 I, oh. I started I think I started wow. when I started when I was 13 but I do, I turned 16 in 11 days, so I'll no wow. longer be a baby as such. <laughs> and who, do you have, um, so do you have anybody that you look up to in the motorsport industry? Um, and you can say, yeah, I want to follow up in their fo- footsteps in the near future. Uh, yeah, definitely somebody like Anna Carrasco, because I just, I find it, I find it amazing how she's like won, like won the championship and everything in like World Superbikes. It's just amazing. Yeah, definitely. She, she's a machine. She is um obviously back back, and now she's back on the bike and that whole watching her recover you know just her social media posts is just out of this world um Mm -hmm. someone else mentioned her name um but yeah is that your ultimate goal would you say um what what is your ultimate goal for competing I want to race as a career because nothing else like interests me as much and nothing else. I'd not want to spend my time doing anything else. So I do, I want to take it. I, it, I want it to be my job. Yeah, definitely. So Katie, when you're not racing, um, what do you do in your non-racing life? Do you have any other hobbies outside um, of the circuit? Uh, would you pursue marshalling in your spare time as well? To be fair, when I was, um, when I was younger, I did want to be a marshal before I started racing and I do I do think about it I think it'd be good because it's like get to watch the racing as well as being like helpful and but um no I'm I'm still at school so I don't I don't have any other hobbies because it takes up every weekend of my life so I don't have time for anything else not not that I'd want time for anything else but I obviously I have to train for my racing which is like every day so it's very time consuming but I wouldn't want to be spending my time on anything else Mm. yeah 
Um, so I'm going to pass it over to you if you want to take over. So are you still studying at the moment? And are you looking, uh, what educational goals have you got? Are you interested in doing A-levels or going to college or uni? What What's, what's your plan? Well, I'm not really the biggest fan of school whatsoever. So as soon as I can, I'll be, I'll be going to college to study like public services. And I leave, I think I leave school in four days. So it's a very exciting time because I, I hate it. But I think I will miss it. I'll miss like seeing everyone every day. But I'm just, I'll be glad to get out of that atmosphere and everything. Yeah, definitely. I bet it's been really strange um, this year in terms of education for you because of the pandemic that we're still dealing with. Have you have you found that tough? Um, not particularly because I I preferred the online school a lot because I'd finish at my school time and I'd be at home already. But now I have to obviously like make my own way home from school because my parents both work quite late. So I just I find that I found I had a lot more time when it was at home and I could just go out and I feel I feel like the weather was a lot nicer as well. Now it's raining all the time, so. I know. Um, <laughs> What's going on with this weather at the minute? Crazy. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't really struggle as such, but I know it's been hard for others, and I know some people are glad to be back. But personally, I'm not. Now we've kind of touched on this already. You obviously want to pursue a career in obviously being a full time motorbike motorbike yeah. racer. Um, have you got a plan in place um, in how you're going to achieve that? Or again, is that something you're kind of planning? Um, it's not something I'm kind of planning as such. It's just I just put in all the hard work and I'm just going to see like where it gets me and what opportunities are brought to the table. But I do I do have other things in place if it's not possible. So, yeah. Cool. Right. I'm just going to go on to this last bit. So if you've listened to any of our podcast episodes so far, you'll understand that we generally ask our guests to pick a song choice that either represents them or a song that gets them, uh, you know, psyched up just before a race. Um, No pressure whatsoever, Katie, but we've had some proper (laughs) bangers picked. What song are you going to pick and why? Um, it's not necessarily a song that gets like hyped for a race or anything or represents yeah. me, but um, Mr. Brightside. Ah, Mr. good choice. That's an yeah. absolute classic. I like that a lot. Cool. Well, I'm definitely going to get that added in a moment and I'm probably <laughs> going to listen to it myself. Um, so... We've pretty much reached the end of, of the podcast and thank you ever so much for accepting um, to join us. And I'm sure there's going to be more amazing girls that will join us on our podcast. And again, if if you're inspired by this podcast, just let us know and get in touch. Um, Sophia, how, how was that episode for you? It was amazing. And to know your backstory and your goals and your aspirations as a young driver. I know a lot of um, young female, um, you know, motorsport fans that are pursuing different careers in the motorsport industry. Um, 
But just for anyone that wants to go down the same path as you, do you have any um, advice that you'd give them, you know, to share some of your wisdom <laughs> that you've gained over the years? Um, just like, don't let anybody tell you any different, like just follow your dreams, like and what you want to do, try and pursue it the best you can. Because if it's what you want to do, you will do it and you will try your hardest for it because it, it will be your dream. But yeah, definitely try your best because at the end of the day, it's, it's all or nothing, really. Yeah, like it. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I like that feisty, fiery spirit that you've got. And you know what? Keep keep at it because you know, as I say to every single guest, if you can put your mind to it, dreams can come true. Yeah. We wouldn't be in this position now. No. And you're really lucky. And yeah. I wish you all the best for this season. And once again, thank you. thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. How awesome is Katie? Another young, talented lady to keep your eyes on. So, Sophia, um, are you inclined to look at another championship of bikes? Obviously, I understand that you've already done a bit of marshalling at the uh, BSB. Yeah, I mean, um, I've covered two um, MotoGP races as a motorsport marshal. Um, I'm excited to see where you um, progress in the future, Katie. And hopefully, if I do see you on the circuit, I'm like, I know that I know that lady. <laughs> Whether I'm, you know, marshalling or even working with um at the moment with ITV Motorsport it's great to know that there's so many potential you know young aspiring races out there um you know look at just Jade Edwards on the BTCC she was the first female um racing driver to be as part of that um championship as well so just looking at her inspires me every day and I'm not even a racing driver and I don't need to be I just need to you know there's so many inspirational people out there um that can look up to you and yeah it's just amazing knowing that there's a different variety of people out there so it's been a pleasure Katie um interviewing you today um obviously keep up the good work and uh yeah um give us a shout in the near future if you do see us if any of our audience have any questions for katie then feel free to send us a message and hopefully we can get back on as always if you want to show some love for our podcast then feel free to like and subscribe thanks for listening to the b velocity podcast stay tuned for next week's thrilling episode if you know someone who would like to get involved in building our global community or who would like to get involved yourself then you know where we are and on that note it's goodbye from me and from me too goodbye engineered driven created by females Be. Velocity. Be. Velocity. Be. Velocity. Be.